We've been talking about the, uh, the Holy Spirit. We talked a few weeks ago about the baptism of the Spirit. We've talked about speaking in tongues. We've got the, the chairs a little bit close here this morning, so I feel like I'm Hi. spitting on you guys. I keep moving back farther and farther. These smiling faces. Just don't look, look angry. This morning, I want to talk about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So if you turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 1, it says, Now concerning the spirituals, or the supernatural brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. That says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I want you to know that the word gifts is not actually there in the Greek. It's added from later on in the chapter. But because of that, there's been a whole lot of strange things. I'll get to that in a second. Verse 4, there are diversity of, of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. I call these the manifestations of the Spirit as opposed to the gifts of the Spirit because the word gifts isn't actually there. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. The word manifest means to make seen or known. And so these are the things that make the Holy Spirit seen. You with me? Holy Spirit's supernatural. And these are supernatural things that make the Holy Spirit seen. Unfortunately, there's a whole body of incorrect teaching built around a word that's not there. There's a whole lot of teaching about gifts. Like, you need to find your gift. It belongs to you. It can become your identity or even your ministry. I went into a church once and a young lady introduced herself to me. She said, hi, my name is Don. I have the gift of the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. And I looked at her and I said, no, you don't. <laughs> she went, what? I said, because that's not actually what that means. I'll tell you in a second. There's been a whole lot of tests that you can take. To help you find your gift. Most of the teaching around that limits your gift to one. I've actually heard it said, quoting from another part of the scripture, where the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance, that some who have a gift of the Spirit, like prophecy, who aren't walking with God, are the ones who become fortune tellers or mediums. Totally wrong. Yeah. 
What is your gift? Let me tell you, your gift is the Holy Spirit. The promise of God. That's everyone's gift. But the manifestations of the Spirit are short-term demonstrations of the supernatural Holy Spirit through non-supernatural people. Let me say that again. The manifestations of the Spirit are short-term demonstrations of the supernatural Spirit through non-supernatural people. They're not ours to keep. They're for the moment. So a word of knowledge means that the Holy Spirit gives you some supernatural knowledge about something or somebody that you declare. doesn't mean that you walk around with more knowledge than everyone else. It's not yours. It was a momentary supernatural manifestation of the Spirit that happened, and when it's over, you don't know anything more than you did before. See, the idea of gift is almost like if someone gives you a gift, it's yours to pull out of your pocket and use whenever you need it. Subtle shift takes place from the manifestation, the, the making the spirit seen and known to us finding our ministry and making us seen. Our identity. I have the word of knowledge. No, I have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can manifest himself through every believer in all those manifestations. You're not limited. I get excited. That's why I yell. So. But see, we've been taught that we have to find which one we have. And the byproduct of that without realizing it is that we then write off all the others and say, but this is mine. And then the Holy Spirit wants to do something supernatural to show who he is. And we say, well, but yeah, but that's, he has to get someone else because that's not my gift. You still love me? <laughs> See, the idea when we think that it's ours to keep rather than a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit for the moment, then we think we're in control. And the reality is that the Holy Spirit's in control. That's what submitting to the Holy Spirit is all about. He's not some power cord plugged into the wall that I can pull out and, and plug in to charge something when I think it needs charging. He's in charge. Ooh, did you see that? Aha. Uh -huh. So, let me give you an illustration. There is a manifestation of tongues and interpretation. That is a supernatural demonstration of the supernatural Holy Spirit that you speak a language that you don't know and... There's an interpretation, whether it's supernatural or interpretation of men. If you speak in a language that someone else knows, then they interpret. But that's a momentary thing. That's different than the language of the Spirit, which praying in the Spirit is, that comes with the Holy Spirit that everyone gets. 
There's a lot of confusion about tongues when we use the term gift. Because those gifts are momentary and they don't last. But the language of the Spirit does last. Because it's the Spirit language. That's what Lance was talking about last week. And he did such a great job of how we can pray in the Spirit. And we're actually agreeing with God. It's different than the gift of tongues or the manifestation. You still with me? The gift you get is the Holy Spirit. So, now let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Some of the guidelines for the use of the manifestations of the Spirit for us as a church. Okay? We actually believe that the Holy Spirit wants to manifest Himself. And we believe that we're all a kingdom of priests, that He can use all of us. Every believer filled with the Holy Spirit, God can use and so we often open the, that possibility. Now, next week we have, every once in a while, we, and we'll do it next week, we have an extended worship time where we don't plan to preach. And we have opportunities, more opportunities for the, the manifestations of the Spirit. But that's why we have a mic here. Let me make very clear. We do not have an open mic policy. What that means is it's not here for anyone just to come share whatever they want to. It's here for people who feel like they're led by the Holy Spirit with a manifestation to share. Do you understand the difference? It isn't a place for someone to decide, well, I think I'm going to preach today. I'm tired of that white-haired guy. So I'm going to take over. Now, none of you would do that. But there's that concept sometimes. Now, there is much more of a place for the manifestations in other meetings. See, all can move in the supernatural manifestations of the Spirit. Just not all at the same time or in the same meeting. Because <laughs> if we did, we'd be here for a long time. But in home groups, we want to have opportunity. When you're praying for people, when you're ministering to your family, when you're at work, when you're at school, the Holy Spirit wants to show himself great. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about the Holy Spirit. When somebody is sick, there's an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to say, I want to touch them and heal them. It's not about my ministry. It's about the Holy Spirit. They're manifestations of the Spirit. A prophetic word is a manifestation of the Spirit. God's speaking to us. So we want to pay attention and listen to what He's saying. Are you still with me? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't want to miscommunicate because the mic is open for anyone who feels like they have something from the Holy Spirit as a manifestation to come and share. But we have other things that we do as well. Sometimes we share testimonies. Right? Cindy has one for this morning. Don't you, Cindy? Actually, last week you shared something about uh, coming up here. She thought I'd forgotten. No, 
I'm just so thankful for the most wonderful God that we have. And I'm so thankful for the truth and the teachings that we have here. And I'm thankful for you, Lance, for what you shared last week because there's so much power in it. But it made me think back and I've been a Christian a long time and I've seen God move in amazing ways. And, um, and I'm sure you have too, but I am so thankful that I have the Holy Spirit because me, with the Holy Spirit, we have the power that we can impart. And um, I was swimming at Coffs Harbour a couple of years ago and I was in the water enjoying myself and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something strange and I saw a, a, a person who was dragging a child out of the water and this person was limping and trying to drag this child out of the water. I had no idea what had happened. I raced out and, I, and I, when I got there, this child, open eyes, lifeless, nothing. And... Um, I thought, what? I couldn't even work out what had happened because this person that was with this child had blood on them, a broken nose and was hobbling and I thought, what's going on here? Anyway, we're on the beach there and I just got down and I just grabbed the, the, the feet of this young boy and I just started praying in the spirit out loud, God, what else do you do? You know, what else do you do? I'm not a medical person, but what else do you do? And I'm so thankful that we have the Holy Spirit to call upon in these times. So I'm there in the wet sand with this woman who just is looking at me, pleading eyes. You know, some, you know this was terrible. What had actually happened was that this child, who was a small-framed 11-year-old, had fallen five metres off the jetty, and if you've ever seen that jetty, that is a long way up, into 15 centimetres of water, head down. That child was lifeless, and the mother, just out of the spur of the moment, just jumped off as well, and she went legs first. She had damaged herself. She'd broken her nose. She was in a lot of pain. Anyway, I'm praying there really loudly and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And I'm just praying in the spirit because what else can I do? Nothing. Cindy can't do anything, but God can. And then out of nowhere comes, I find out later because we've never ever connected, but I heard it from someone else, a Christian doctor. This female came running up. She heard me praying in the spirit, holding onto the feet of this child and she came. And then she started to take, you know, sort of control and that. It was a long time. And eventually other people came and eventually the ambulance came and all the time just there praying. And um, I'm so thankful I didn't think about it because I probably would have got embarrassed. <laughs> but you do what you've got to do at that time. Anyway, that child was taken away. And you know what? That child... Um, they say it's a miracle that he is alive. He had a collapsed lung. He had a torn spleen. He had multiple fractures. They thought he'd have brain damage, um, spinal damage and all of that. And miraculously, he survived. Wow. So that's wonderful. 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 <laughs> wonderful testimony of just what Lance was sharing last week, that we can pray in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can break in. Uh, but that's different. What she shared is different than someone sharing a word of prophecy. Right? 
which is something stirred by the Spirit, a manifestation for the time. That was her testimony. She, it's, she's experienced it. She can share it anytime, anywhere. It's hers. And it's edifying. But it's not supernatural. What God did was supernatural, but the actual sharing of it isn't. See the difference between manifestations and gifting, what we have. You've got a testimony. You've got something that God's done in you. You have opportunities to share what God has done. And what he's done, even if it's supernatural, that's fantastic. That's yours to share. But there's a difference between that and the Holy Spirit saying, I've got a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom for a person or a group. And we just need to understand the difference. God can use both. You still with me? So, public expressions of I got ahead of myself. Back to 1 Corinthians 14. Guidelines for use of the manifestations as we get together. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love. First guideline is that the motive is always love. Pursue love and desire the spirituals or the supernatural. Again, the word gifts isn't there. It says desire spiritual gifts. Okay, it's not there in the Greek. It was added by translators to help it. My Bible helps me out in that it puts all these added words in italics. So it's very clear that they're added. And then you can actually go back if you want to and look at either the Greek or Hebrew and see what did it really say. The, uh, the word in the Greek is pneumaticon, which means spirituals or that the, the expressions of the spirit or the supernatural. There's a whole different word for gifts that's not there. It says this, pursue love and desire the supernatural, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with a tongue, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. See what he's saying. He's talking about tongues, the, the manifestation of tongues, but he's also talking about the language of the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, people don't understand. But you're edified. You're praying to God. That's what Lance shared last week from Jude. Edifying yourself, praying in the Holy Spirit. But in the church, it's much better that you prophesy so that people understand. Unless there is a manifestation of tongues which comes with interpretation. You still with me? This is pretty obvious. Key is that love is the motive. Our goal is to edify. Big difference in people trying to exercise their gifts. Because then it's about me. It's not about us. 
It's about the Holy Spirit wanting to express the love of God to someone else. So prophecy in the church, it says here, is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. In other words, it builds up. You guys know that. There are other expressions that have doctrine, direction, or correction, and those should be shared with the elders first. See, doctrine, direction, and correction is part of the responsibility of leaders. Now, hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying that God doesn't speak prophetic words like that, but they're not to be given publicly. They're to be shared with the leadership. You don't get up publicly and bring a word of correction to somebody or a correction to or a direction for the church. We all need to sell our houses and move to Thailand. Fun, that's fun as that might be. <laughs> Do you understand that, that if you're feeling the Holy Spirit say something like that, I'm not saying that he can't be. I'm saying the direction, the responsibility then is to share that with the leaders who weigh that with everything else that God is saying. Okay, God can paint a picture through a lot of different people. We're a kingdom of priests. But nobody has the responsibility to set the direction on their own. The responsibility of the elders. See, there's a difference between manifestations or gifting, as we've called it in the past, and government. And not understanding that difference has caused more problems in the church. If God speaks something to you, the manifestation is that you have the responsibility to share it. If it's doctrine, direction, or correction, you need to share it with the leaders. If it's comfort, edification, exhortation, God might be asking you to share it with the whole church. Okay? The thing is, once you've shared it, your responsibility is finished. If it's a directional word, God can, can speak that, you share it with the elders, then they're responsible before God what they do with it. Yeah. Not understanding the difference has caused a lot of problems because sometimes people feel like they've got some sort of word from the Holy Spirit, but the elders didn't respond how I thought they should, so I'm going to go tell everyone. God said this, but the leaders haven't done it. They're in rebellion against God because obviously I heard God. Hopefully, none of you have ever experienced that. <laughs> but Mary and I have been around, and we've seen a lot of things. <laughs> Let me be very clear. Leaders are not the only ones who hear God. Let me be very clear. We're a kingdom of priests, and you don't need us to hear God. But leaders have the responsibility before God of setting the direction, the doctrine, and correction for the church. That's part of what leadership is. That's the banks of the river, okay? That keeps us from just becoming a marsh, and there's no life. If you read Ezekiel 47, it talks about the river that flows from the throne. Wonderful picture. The river is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're talking about. 
the Holy Spirit wants to manifest himself. It flows from the throne. But where there's banks, there's life. But it talks about that river coming into a marsh. What's a marsh? It's no banks. There's no leadership. And so it becomes every man does what's right in his own eyes. And so there has to be some sort of keeping us in the same direction. Now hear me very carefully. The banks are not the ministry of the Spirit. What? Leadership isn't the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It helps direct that. We hope that the leaders function in the the ministry of the Holy Spirit as well. That would be nice. (laughs) They're not unspirit. But, But the goal of maturity is not to become leaders. The goal of maturity is to become effective in the ministry of the Holy Spirit and seeing the kingdom advance. And that's for everybody. I was in a church and they had this statement on the, on the wall of their, their progress and it was saved, discipled, free leaders. And their goal was, the goal of maturity was becoming leaders in the church. Let me tell you, that's not the goal of maturity. That's not what we're about. You still with me? If you feel like you have a word that might be some correction or doctrine or direction, come and share it with the leaders. If you feel like you have a word and you're not sure, just run it by one of us before you get up to share it. Because if you share something that's correction or direction or doctrine, we'll stop you. And that's embarrassing. And we don't want to do that. So if you, if you have a question about it, just check with us first. You don't have to check with us first. Okay? If you're convinced that it's exhortation, comfort, direction, and God's saying something, or if we know you, there's a lot of times someone will come and they'll start to share it with me, and I just say, don't tell me, just share it. Because I've got to know them. So let me tell you, if you don't check with us and you cross over the line, we're going to actually step up and say, hey, we need to correct this. Now, understand what I'm saying. To me, there's a really, really big line. Okay? There's a big gray area. There are things that we just know is God, and there's sometimes somebody's trying. And they think it might be God, and they share something, and it's not terribly anointed, and it's not doesn't release something of the Holy Spirit, but it's not wrong. And so we're not going to correct you for something like that. Okay, it's it, there's a big line. There's a lot of grace. Uh, a friend of mine, I love the way he says it. He says, when someone shares something that is the manifestation of the Spirit. There is a grace that flows. There's something supernatural that flows, and everyone recognizes the grace of God, that God's speaking something. But there's sometimes when someone shares something that isn't quite the manifestation of the Spirit, and the grace flows the other way. What? Right? Sometimes we just have grace for that person who tried, but it wasn't terribly, it wasn't wrong. It just wasn't terribly anointed. And so we have grace for that. Our goal isn't 
that everything has to be excellent. We have place. Why we're going to do a worship time for people who might be considering next Sunday afternoon is because we want everyone who has any kind of desire or inkling to be involved to come and check it out. You don't have to say, I have to be a certain skill level. I have to be as good as Tim. Or I have to be as anointed as Steve. No. We want, how do you actually learn is that you come and you be a part. When we planted a church in Melbourne a number of years ago, quite a number now, uh, when we were got, getting ready to go do that, my son, oldest son, Matt, was uh, 15 at the time. Matt played the clarinet. And uh, we were going to go plant a church, and at that point it was just our family, and I said to Matt, Bud, if I have to lead the worship, we're in trouble. And you can't lead from the clarinet. He said, okay, I'll play the guitar. So he got a guitar, and he learned two chords. And he used to go to his home group, and they would have worship at the home group. And he would stand by the gal who played the keyboard, and when they were playing G, he'd play. And then he'd stop. And when they played C, he'd play. <laughs> and then he'd play G. And then he'd stop. And then he learned a few more chords. And pretty soon, he became a worship leader. He became a guitar player. And eventually, a worship leader. Now he actually leads worship all over the world in conferences that, of pastors and leaders everywhere. How did he get there? He didn't just wake up one day. Okay? See, if we focused only on excellence, we'd say nobody can ever do anything unless they reach a certain, have already attained a certain skill level. But how do you get there? The same way with the manifestations of the Spirit. We want you to actually respond to the Holy Spirit. Now, maybe the place to practice isn't Sunday morning. Maybe the place to practice is your home group or your family. But if the Spirit is really stirring you on Sunday, then come and share with us. You still with me? Key is, when you feel like you have something from God, and even if it is a prophetic word that is correctional or directional or doctrinal, you can share it with the leaders and then leave it. You've done your job. You can feel confident before God, I shared what God told me. And that's it. Very simple. And then pray for those leaders that they hear God too. <laughs> You still with me? Let me give you one more guideline or idea, and that is this. Trust the leading of the Holy Spirit for the moment. Now, what do I mean by that? Sometimes God speaks something to you on Thursday, and it comes with a huge feeling of anointing and authority, and maybe it was just for you. Maybe it was personal. But maybe Sunday comes and you're feeling like, that was so good, maybe I should share it on Sunday. You need to actually say, Holy Spirit, do you want me to do this? And when you do, if the Holy Spirit says yes, trust the Holy Spirit for the anointing on Sunday. You don't have to try and recreate 
the anointing and authority that you felt on Thursday. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we spend so much time trying to recreate the setting that God spoke something to us that we, that becomes the focus rather than what is Jesus saying. Now, if you feel like God's said something on Thursday and he's wanting to say it on Sunday, just share what Jesus is saying. And trust him. If you've heard him, and it's for today, there will be the anointing of the Spirit for today. There'll be a confirmation in the heart of people for today. See, some of us come from backgrounds that we felt like we had to give cars. <laughs> that we felt like we had to add some sort of indication of authority. So when you got up to share a prophetic word, you had to put out a special voice. <laughs> and God says! <laughs> As if that adds more weight to what God is really saying. See, <laughs> somebody uh, edit that out of the tape, will you? <laughs> but see, all that is is insecurity. I believe I heard something from God, but I'm not sure, so I'm going to try and catch it in terms or voice or something to add weight. What I'm saying is just trust the Holy Spirit for today. We don't have to help the Holy Spirit out. We don't have to push people over so that they're slain in the Spirit. We don't have to build the anointing. We don't have to put on a voice or act in a certain way so that people know it's God. When it's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and every other person in the room will confirm to them that that's him speaking. When what I share is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will confirm in you. And so you don't have to try and convince people. You don't have to say it over and over and over and over and over again. Just say it once. Let the Holy Spirit do it. You still with me? I've run out of time. Conclusion. Second thing is you don't have to interpret what the Holy Spirit's saying. Okay, if the Holy Spirit gives you a picture, share the picture. If the Holy Spirit gives you a word, share the word. You don't have to interpret and say, okay, this is what I think this means. The Holy Spirit will do that. The people it's for, they'll know. That's one of the, the dangers that happens when you get a word early on in the week. You have plenty of time to figure out the interpretation. And so then you come with a word, but then you also feel like you have the interpretation. But the interpretation what that was for Thursday might not be the interpretation for Sunday. Still with me? Bottom line is this. Pursue love. And earnestly desire the supernatural manifestations. What does that mean? Ask the Holy Spirit to manifest himself through you. It's really simple. Earnestly desire. Holy Spirit, I want you to manifest yourself 
through me. I want you to, to be glorified and honored. I want people to see the supernatural reality that God exists today. It's not about my ministry or my name or my reputation. It's about the Holy Spirit. But once you ask the Holy Spirit to do that, then respond to His promptings. Holy Spirit, use me. Manifest yourself through me. Holy Spirit says, I think I have this word for you. Share this. And you go, nah. <laughs> Holy Spirit, manifest yourself through me. Share this word of knowledge with someone. Nah. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come on. I'm waiting. Pray for this person who's sick. Nah, I can't do that. That'd be embarrassing. Holy Spirit, manifest yourself. Head on. Just simply respond. Try. Much rather that you try and miss it than that you don't try at all. Third point under that is this. Don't touch his glory. When he does it, he gets the glory. The thing that has stopped moves of God in history more than anything else is people who touch God's glory, who say, look what I've done. It was my anointing. It was my gifting. It was my ministry or something. And as soon as we get to that point, the Holy Spirit begins to withdraw. The thing is, he doesn't just stop all at once. I wish he would. But it just kind of withdraws a little bit. But it becomes harder. And pretty soon it becomes more of us and less of him. And pretty soon we've run out of the Holy Spirit altogether. Pursue love and earnestly desire the supernatural manifestations. We do a class called Activate. Johan and Fiona teach it. It starts July 28th. The next term. Uh, and there is a sign-up sheet right there if you'd like to sign up. They'll go much more into detail about this. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's, pardon me, Sunday afternoons, uh, starting the 28th of July, right? They're going, yes. And so the sign-up sheet is here. We'll pass that around, or you can come and grab it if you want to know more. Can I encourage you? My desire is to see a church where the kingdom of priests is in operation in the power of the Spirit. Not just good people. Supernatural manifestations of the Spirit in our homes, in our businesses, in our home groups. When we gather together on Sundays, anytime we want to see the, the supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit. That's God's desire. Reaching the lost supernaturally. God breaks in. We're going to actually spend next month dealing with that whole, whole point, God's heart, and how Jesus interacts with people. But when we understand the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, it takes us out of this human effort trying to accomplish something for Jesus to just living life in the kingdom and seeing what the Holy Spirit is doing. You know, God wants people to get saved more than you do. Really? Yes, he does. It's 
wonderful when it's not a pressure, but it's just a delight of walking with God, seeing what He's doing. Can you bow your head? Sorry, I've gone a little bit longer than I intended. Ultimately, the goal of being filled with the Spirit, partnering with the Spirit in the supernatural manifestations, is that the kingdom is advanced. That Jesus is getting glory, that the Holy Spirit is being seen, that people are being touched with the heart of God for them. The fact that He is alive, and living today for everyone, but especially for those who don't know him. That's his heart. That's why we want the supernatural anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's not about my ministry. It's about his kingdom being extended and people being reached. Can you just say, can you just pray in your heart, Holy Spirit, would you manifest yourself through me? Would you open my eyes to see who you're touching? Would your love not only fill me, but flow through me to a hurting world? Would you do the supernatural that only you can do through me this week? It's a dangerous prayer if you're praying that because he'll take you up on it. You'll see somebody who's sick and the Holy Spirit will say, pray for them, I want to touch them. What a delight what he does though. Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge our dependence on you. We want to be motivated by love. We pursue love. Jesus, you loved us and your love compels us to love others. So we pray as a church that you would just pour out your love and then your anointing and that you would use us for the supernatural. Every single one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen.